three times I start to stop dance, three times. When I was 27, when I was uh, uh, 33, because I was very tired and uh, in Corona time. But this time uh, I returned to the stage. I returned to uh, teaching very, very uh, active uh, festivals. And uh, I think the God gives me this vision that this is my right way. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Baladins Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladins art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Join one of the BDE experience intensives and get the training and experience of performing in lead and ensemble roles open for Aksharki and Fusion styles. Details and training materials for the casting are available at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. I'd like to start with real exciting news because so far in this last 10 days we have over 200 dancers who participated in our Baladins Habits Quiz and took benefit from this free cool tool. This is really exciting for me because I truly believe that this can help to get clarity for improving your dance training. Because when you think about, oh, I want to improve my dance training, we often think right away about shimmies, belly rolls, or improvisation, choreographies, but we very rarely stop to think, okay, but how exactly to do it? How exactly to practice? How much? When? What exactly to focus on? Because you may feel like millions of things need improvement at the same time, but there will be some that will need to be first of all addressed and this will be different for each person. So this quiz, uh, when I was designing it, I was so happy that it really helps to take 10 minutes to analyze where you are right now, what are your blocking issues right now in your training process itself and then it gives you tools and suggestions on how you can overcome and i'm so happy that so many dancers already took benefit it participated if you haven't done it yet go check the link it's free tool it's very fun it's 30 questions but it takes literally 10 minutes to go through them they're very straightforward like some interesting like you may need to stop and think but it's an exciting analysis even to think through these questions and observe where your typical answers would be and then at the end you will receive this huge uh, file with so many suggestions and you can take whatever works for you so i'm very excited check the link in the show notes or simply go to yanadensclub.com slash quiz and I also want to address another thing because some of you did take the quiz, but you might have noticed like, okay, I took the quiz, I saved the file, I saved all those notes, they felt so excited and so interested and I felt like, yeah, this can help, but it kind of still stays as that saved file on your notes or in a PDF form and it just stays there. And I really don't want that to happen to you. 
but I know that some of you may need some extra boost and some extra motivation to actually put it in action because there is a very big difference between what you know and what you do with what you know. So in this case I'm really excited to give you another tool which I designed and it's already available out there and inside the Yonadens Club we are this week literally going on a three-week journey to transform our intentions into action. So we are going to dive more deep into analyzing, so beyond the quiz, a lot of other things and tools I designed there to help dancers, help members of the club to analyze where they are right now and what needs to be improved. And then throughout the next three weeks, we're going to enhance and put it in actions. And you are more than welcome to join. This is really perfect for those who have that inspiration and motivation and drive to start but do feel that okay i still need a little bit accountability a little bit of external guidance uh, and the feeling of the group support the community support so these three weeks are really perfect uh, i really highly recommend check it out inside the united club we have this new intensive that we are starting this week called dance habits and it goes way beyond the quiz and it goes way beyond just theory and analyzing and thinking and planning it actually will help to push you all those decisions into actionable changes in your life and dance routine so go to the yanadanceclub.com you can sign up you can see uh, the first seven days are free as a free trial so you can just dive in and check if that's something that can help uh, you to enhance your dance practice but even if you don't feel you need any this accountability support and this uh, extra push and uh, boost don't forget to check the quiz out because it's separately available it's absolutely free and both links to the intensive and to quiz will be in the show notes and on this note i'm very excited to talk about our today's interview because it coincided since we talked in this conversation a lot about lifestyle and practice things and i just felt like oh my god it's so perfectly aligns and continues the topic of our two previous podcast episodes that i did a solo one and i did a best of sort of a collection of tips practice tips from different stars and today i am so happy to have Ala Kushnir back to the podcast. We have recorded our first interview with Ala in 2018. It was uh, podcast episode number 40. I will include link in the show notes too. And it was very excited to exciting to hear about Ala's uh, career development, about uh, her participation in different projects and how she overcame some uh, down moments in her life in her dance life and how she thrived on up moments or moments of success and how much effort she was putting in all her projects and all her uh, trying to achieve all her goals that she dreamt about and it's very exciting to see the development of career from the very beginning to a successful professional level that she was already a well-known world-known uh, dancer in this field and our today's conversation is nothing like that it's a perfect continuation because we focused more on where is not right now and of course about uh, some changes some major changes that was happening in the last uh, five years since our previous interview as i mentioned 
Ala Kushnir is a well-known dancer and choreographer and she has won so many prizes and awards. She was a finalist at the TV show Ukraine Has Talent, silver medalist at the Lebanese TV show Hizia Now I Am, winner of Egyptian TV show El Rakasa, among many other awards and achievements. For Ala Kushnir, Oriental dance has opened a lot of previously unknown sensations, and as a dancer and choreographer, she believes that this style of dance changes a woman's whole attitude towards herself and her surrounding. Ala is a frequent guest in various talent search competitions, TV shows, as well as many TV projects in general. In 2008, she appeared in her in the first film Tales of Sand about ballet dancing, and she also hosted the program Oriental Dances at Maxi TV channel in Ukraine. And she appeared in so, so many different uh, movies, uh, music videos, and other TV projects since then. Specifically in this conversation, we focused uh, on several very interesting questions and topics of dancers' life. First of all, you will discover about Alice's multiple decisions to quit her performance career and how destiny always brought her back to the stage including just a few years uh, ago. We also talked about the importance of nutrition and lifestyle and daily routine in dancer's life. We also talked about how Ala practices on her own and how she comes up with new moves. I think that will be very exciting for so many of our listeners to discover the insights about practice and lifestyle of such a great uh, world-known uh, dancer as Ala. And we, of course, also talked about lifestyle changes and her life in Cairo, her life in Ukraine, and her current life in uh, Doha is all her current teaching project, uh, projects, uh, performances, and uh, travels all around the world. So, I hope you got super excited on this exciting note. I also want to remind you, don't forget to screenshot and share this episode with other dancers, with your friends. Tag me, tag Ala, share what caught your attention, what spoke to you, what inspired you. We always love hearing back from you. And this is one of the ways for you to give back to our guests and show your appreciation that they spend this time and they openly shared all insights in their dance life so you can listen to it, you can learn something from it, and you can take something to enhance and improve your own dance routines. Hello, Ala. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really happy to host you again. Thank you for agreeing to come back and chat with us again. I'm really, really, really happy to uh, to hear you and see you today. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am really to uh, back to your uh, virtual studio. I hope next time we can make an interview in in real. It's uh, I, I know you are in Cairo and you know in front of pyramids. It will be so spiritual. But I'm really happy to see you again and can't wait to start. Likewise, absolutely. Uh, I would love to do the next part three in person somewhere in the world. Let's see where it will be. Uh, but to start out today's conversation, like we did with you interview, it was the very first year of the podcast. It was 2018 that we did our first interview with you. And 
if someone didn't listen, I highly encourage go back and listen. I'll put direct link in the show notes because in that interview, we talked a lot about your path as a dancer, uh, your path through competitions, through struggles and achievements and how you grew in a dancer, world-known dancer as you are today. But to start our today's conversation, I would like to ask you, what do you feel was the biggest changes or the biggest shifts in your life and specifically in your dance life over this almost six years it's five years to be honest but almost six years since we talked last time uh since our first interview what was the biggest changes in your dance life i think the biggest changes came to all of us it's in corona time when um belly dance uh, competition, teaching, um, and any uh, kind of communication uh, went to the online. So this was the biggest change. Uh, the second change, uh, my return to Ukraine and start my uh, school there, but I'm not lucky, not in lucky time. And another big change is um, to like... I was supposed to finish my uh, performing career in Egypt and I decided to be uh, just a teacher, but um, you know, life goes <laughs> a different way. Uh, God, um, I think, decided for me because three times I start to stop dance, three times. When I was 27, when I was uh, uh, 33, because I was very tired and uh, in Corona time. But this time, uh, I returned to the stage. I returned to uh, teaching very, very uh, active uh, festivals. And uh, I think the God gives me this vision that this is my right way. So uh, I, I will try to not change anymore nothing in my dancing career. I am dancer, teacher, performer. Till the moment I see that I have not enough power. I look not how I want to look on stage till that moment. That's very interesting. I didn't know about all these ups and downs within even last like five years or six years. Because last time that we talked during an interview, you were on the peak of your performance career in Cairo. You were like rocking it here, like having four or five shows at least per night. Um, and I knew that you came back to Ukraine and you... Uh, open your school. I actually want to talk because this was um, um, your decision. It was not forced or influenced on, you know, like it's not, it was not because of Corona and it was uh, uh, before war started in Ukraine. So it was that time and, and it was your conscious decision. I'm really curious if you wouldn't mind sharing, like, why did you decide to stop and finish at that moment, not right now, but at that moment, finish basically your career in Egypt and go back to Ukraine and open a school. What was the decision? Um, why was that decision for you at that moment? Uh, maybe at that moment, it was my weak decision and wrong decision. But what I saw on the stage that I start to be the same. I start to look tired. I don't create and not produce new moves my technique goes down i because a lot of work 
and I don't like to see myself this way. Or you are a very good performer, and first I need to enjoy when I watch myself. Uh, or you are a very good teacher. And that moment, uh, I couldn't be a good teacher because I perform every night. And I start to be not perfect for my opinion performer because I was really tired. As you know, the work in Egypt are very difficult. Uh, it's the same routine you are doing every day because in Instagram, maybe you see a beautiful picture, uh, the stage, nice makeup, but you don't see <laughs> how dancers prepare yourself uh, on stage. I don't know, maybe I took it too serious because for me, uh, my performance on stage starts from my uh, proper nutrition. <laughs> so all the time I was thinking what I'm eating, it will give me power, it will make me more stronger, uh, it will uh, make me... Uh, more uh, will give me more beauty uh, about my costume. This is right decision. I need to create something new. So it's a lot of tasks which I need to do before a stage. And and that moment, I yeah, you're right. I worked five years every night, uh, makeup, and I understood that I don't see life. Otherwise, I stop. I stay in Egypt and I teach in Egypt uh, and open my school. Otherwise, I move to Ukraine. So one time, uh, the God gave me a chance to go to see life in Egypt. And I understand. So maybe it's time to go and live in Ukraine as a teacher and let this perf perform, uh, perform um, way to new dancers, you know, to enjoy their performance, to calm myself, to, uh, because also I'm very addicted to healthy lifestyle, to yoga, to, um, I like to collect uh, herbs <laughs> and uh, uh, create uh, some medicine with herbs. So uh, I have uh, other interests, which maybe was more healthy in that period of time for me. So the number one, because I couldn't see myself how I die on stage. And this is advice for all dancers. Please do not let yourself to be uh, tired and uh, not productive on stage because people will not understand and will not forgive you. Yeah, your old fans, they will support you. But uh, you need not this support like, Poor you, you are tired. You need support with uh, clapping, yeah, with the smiling. Other kind of energy you need to share to the people and to take from people. Uh, so for that moment, uh, I start. I moved to Ukraine and start to be very into uh, interior design design because I start to make um, construction of my apartment. And uh, I decided um, to make a really professional school. This was at that moment. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing announcements. I believe you were uh, opening it in Kiev, if I'm not mistaken. You took uh -huh. a decision. Yeah, and... my, my, my... Sorry, my school was open in 2010 uh, and then I closed it when I moved to Egypt. So I just need to do 
reopening construction and uh, organize the process. This was very small steps. Um, yeah, I remember seeing announcements and like some like events that you were like uh, uh, putting together because I was back and forth also between Kiev and Ukraine. I was like, oh, I want to drop by like at some point in scene. And then again, if I'm not mistaken, collecting my memory, like your project of opening school and uh growing it it was interrupted uh it was not because of your decision you stopped it was interrupted with the war in ukraine it was interrupted first of all by corona because all my process become very slow my construction of apartment because like before I live, different style of life. I don't need apartment. I need nothing around me. Only one room, belly dance costume and stage. But when I returned to Ukraine, I understood, oh my God, the people live life. Like I need apartment. I need uh, decorated and all this need time. It was very interesting. Mm -hmm. So first I start with my apartment and second task was my school. And uh, yeah, first Corona and the uh, second very big effect uh, which put all of us down i, I think it's a war mm -hmm. how did you handle from emotional part of you uh, part of the view uh the fact that your school project that you basically changed your entire life to go and do this and now it was not really happening according to your plans due to external circumstances like corona and then the war in ukraine like because i assume it's it's a very stressful thing like you know that you do such a grandiose changes and then it doesn't go the way you want and there is nothing you can do or at least you may feel like there is nothing you can do and how is that for you from like emotional point of view uh did it actually had a big impact on you or maybe you handled it very nicely maybe you have some you know uh, tools or tips that you use to help you to go through it from emotional perspective don't listen to me in this way because i'm crazy i'm a very spontaneous person and to go to al rakisa show it was one of quick decision in my ear like i just sit in the airport in colombia i got this message and i went you know without thinking so don't listen because maybe if i will not stop my career many times and not go back and be more tough with myself maybe i will reach more goals till now so i'm not pro in this uh, um, i cannot give you this advice yeah we are not given advice but i'm curious about your experience and i remember that our story we actually talked about it last time in the interview <laughs> so now i take everything much easier than before uh, i am here now like power of now that's it <laughs> this is my book uh, i am here now i can do my maximum for this next three, four days. And then I will see what's going to be. Uh, I, I, I was depressed. Six months after war, I, I didn't dance. I just teach a little bit because um, we need to leave. Uh, I, I did not dance. I start from zero. I, I came with no costume as well. So, uh, and my mother started to create costume for me at this moment. So for me, it was like a zero. I start with... Uh, I need to repeat my technique. I need to return my my power because I am my style is really powerful and it's uh, not easy to handle 
my powerful style till now. This also my mistake. <laughs> so uh, costumes, music, stage confidence, this all I need to start from the beginning because my first time on stage after the war, it was like, oh my God, what I'm doing here again. It, it took time, yeah. And uh, what uh, what was the decision to come back on stage? Because you kind of felt like before that you felt like okay, I'm switching to teaching activity, and now you decided at that moment you decided, oh, I will come back to stage. What was that uh, incentive? Thanks to my fans, they doesn't let me to sit. You know, at this moment, uh, you cannot say no to income right because we don't know what's gonna happen so now i don't say any income is good yeah but when is uh your friends they invite you to dance and they want to pay to you it's really cool to be honest you just need to go and do it uh so i start from friendless party and then uh, friends see me I perform, I start to post videos and it's grow again. And um, I'm really thankful. And I understand this is the God way. Maybe some people will say, how can we belly dance God way? For me, it is. I really, it is my way and I'm here. <laughs> Have you ever regret the decision to move away from Egypt? and stop that lifestyle yes yes because my 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 dream uh in the end of like after five years i need to decide where to buy my apartment and in that moment i could buy one apartment in kiev and one in egypt this was my plan but of course maybe not because of self-confidence like the family influence um no Maybe it's wrong decision, da, 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 da. and I make my base all in Kiev. So uh, at that moment, uh, I understand it was mistake because anyway, Egypt it's a source of art, of belly dance and Oriental art. You cannot. Um, as a teacher and performer, you cannot recover, renew, and take the biggest um, inspiration and accept, accept Egypt. Just you need to be there to, to grow again, because even you are in the top, but you need to have a limit. This is also advice for new young dancers, ladies, take care of this moment where you are when you are on top better to be a little bit slower but longer than very fast mm -hmm. and that this what happened with me mm -hmm. so for this moment i'm very happy because i teach i dance i not accept um, all requests for example all parties um Till, till now I can tell no. So I I to take only requests I like and I see it's respectful and safe. And I feel now it's a harmony in uh, my belly dancing 
part of life. If another part will be finished, you know what about, I, I talk about Ukraine. I think I will be the most happy person in the world. I think I, I, I did everything, God gave me everything and I'm done. Because for this moment, like as a dancer, uh, I'm totally happy. Yeah, I think we also all uh, looking forward to good news from Ukraine and uh, to move forward like with a happy and lighter, you know, mindset and approach and, and heart. If you imagine, that's imaginary situation, if you continued your career in Egypt, but let's imagine you had the opportunity to travel back in time right now and talk to yourself at that moment, at that pivoting moment that you felt like very tired and overwhelmed and you decided like, okay, you were between decision to go back to Ukraine or to stay in Egypt. What kind of advice would you give yourself? How would you handle your career in Egypt to uh, make yourself feel better with everything that you described, especially considering the fact which most of the dancers that I talked to right now, like in Cairo, they all tell that it's barely, it's basically impossible to refuse work in Cairo. If you're working in Cairo and you get a gig, your manager gets your gig, you kind of have to, otherwise this time they will substitute you as other dancers. Like there is that fear. So I don't know how to, because I met a couple of dancers who do refuse the work. But it's very, it's more like an uh, exception rather than a rule. Majority 95, if not 98% of people who I talk to, it's the reality that you work as much as you are offered the work. And that was the problem for you because you felt overworked and you entirely like you felt uh, um, no time for other life as you were describing, you, you felt like you were tired. So... If you had, if you imagine the scenario, imagine that you can go back in time to yourself in that moment, um, what would you recommend or how would you think you would handle your career and your work in Egypt differently to make things better for yourself? Mm -hmm. This is very sad to know, first of all, about these uh, girls um, and about my own uh, if I return to that time, you know, we have all different life situations. Maybe some girls need this money exactly now for some uh, critical needs. This I can understand. So, yeah, you need to work. There is no chance. Um, but anyway, you cannot step um, in dancing career to um, other level because... If you step to other level, I mean, not dancing requests, it will finish your dancing career. So if you want to dance long, you need to dance. This is number one. Number two, if you need money uh, for your family or some something, yeah, you have to dance a lot. But you need to remember that your body, uh, it's kind of your production uh, this production need um, sources of power and um, if you don't have these sources of power one day what what is better to have a little bit less money but longer period that one day you can 
money again and money um, can finish yeah money have this uh, the, the, so it's better to to have it uh longer but maybe slower this is my choice for example um that time i i helped myself because three years i was dancing with i say I also go goes everywhere. Uh, I dance a lot, and I didn't say to my manager no. So sometimes when they say there is a wedding, I just cry. That's it. It was impossible. It it maybe it now it sounds very funny, but it it really was impossible because you can dance in Egypt, then you go to Alexandria, then you go to Sahel, then you back to Cairo again. Sorry, you dance in Cairo first. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, four places in different, uh, you know, even if you travel from Kempinski to Pyramids, uh, Kempinski Matar, it's very far, you know, it's two hours. So it's difficult. Uh, I think um, you need to talk about this before you sign your contract that maybe you have a limit. But when you, you know, it's euphoria, you feel you don't have a limit. That's why you go and dance. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe for someone it's um, will be other experience. But for me, uh, three years, I was almost to back to Ukraine. But then I got a friend my friend uh, is Simba, is my dog. He's uh, here. So my dog motivated me to wake up, to cook for him, for myself, to eat, um, to live a little bit of daylight uh, time. Then I I went to the gym. I, I didn't push myself a lot, but I did different exercise than belly dance. Uh, then I started to... Um, I start to put some power uh, for to be a teacher. Uh, like people start to come to my home, and I um, I uh, cancel the request from the disco. Like almost not every disco I went. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks God, in that moment I have a lot of weddings, so I could tell this to myself. And the wedding for me. It's much easier than disco because disco, like you need to breathe not very nice uh, oxygen with the shisha and cigarettes, mm, and it's it kills me. And when you go to the wedding, you see happy people, you see family. Uh, the people respect you if you uh, dance and mm, show you the right way. So. I could stand even 10 weddings. For me, it was very good. When I return this time and when I go dance to the disco, for me, it was very strange because I see very young people. And I, I, I oh my God, they, they think I'm young or no. I don't know. Like I continue dance. But the most funny and happy, I saw the same fans, the same people who stayed in the disco five, ten, seven years ago in the first line. So, oh my God, I was so happy that I still work for these people. So your tips, you need to organize your day routine. You need, you, you need eat healthy, make 
healthy move for your own body, make your own routine because we are all different and meet not very big round of people with who you can drink a coffee and talk not about belly dance, about art, painting, music, other countries. This is what you need. That's a good tip. Speaking of uh, non-dance topic, <laughs> I'm really curious, how did you got your dog? Uh, how was that story of Sima? Because thinking about that is that crazy lifestyle of a belly dancer to get uh, um, a pet that you need to take care of, it's quite a courage decision. So was it your decision or was it, I don't know, maybe someone's gift? Like how was that the story of uh, of Simba appearing in your life? <laughs> Uh, like all, all people know that I'm um, animal lovers because uh, from before I post my dog uh, in Ukraine and uh, like all my life I have a dog. But in Egypt, uh, I just saw him in uh, Instagram and he was sitting in coffee cup. He was sitting in coffee cup. Oh. This is the size how they decide to sell uh, this dog. So uh, it was my birthday gift. He came to me all the way from Hurgada in a paper box and was very tiny and small. And because of this dog, I moved from Mohandesin to, to, to hmm, Shara El Nasser. <laughs> Masir, where, where do I live? Masir Gedida, no, it's not Masir Gedida. Shara El Nasser, guys, you will understand where. I move from... Uh, Mohandasin to Maadi. I moved hmm. from Mohandasin to Maadi because this, he need more oxygen. Yeah. This is different districts of Cairo for those who are maybe not knowing the geography of the city. <laughs> so my dog motivates me to move in better apartment and to walk him around and to wake up in the morning and cook food for him. So he was my big motivation. Hmm, that's... Uh... That's so cute, so interesting. Coming back to dance topic. <laughs> or oh, dance and lifestyle topic. Uh, you are currently uh, based most of your time uh, in Doha, if I'm not mistaken. Why you didn't decide to come back to Cairo? Um, I didn't say I will not come back to Cairo. <laughs> and, this time, and this summer I tried to... Um, uh, come many times uh, but my niece she live in Doha and her, her work now in Doha and I have a, now a life priority because my family is separated my my mother father in Nikolaev and my sister my niece now in Doha and me I will be in Egypt so it will be a little bit difficult otherwise I need to collect everyone in Egypt or in Doha, and it's very huge decision. Or return to Ukraine, finally. It's very huge decision, and um, uh, for now, I feel comfortable to live in Doha because lifestyle here is very calm. <laughs> there is almost very funny, but there is no belly dance in Doha. Mm. But I travel uh, a lot to Egypt, and I travel a lot to neighbor countries like Kuwait, uh, Saudi Arabia. There is also no belly dance in Doha, 
there is also no belly dance in these countries, Gulf countries, but uh, interest uh, of people a huge, so you can go and teach. Oh, that's interesting because uh, from like your Instagram post, it it looked like you had it looks like you have a lot of performances there too. So I actually was curious to ask how is it different to perform, let's say, in Doha and Cairo. This all performance from Egypt. Ah. I post. Yeah, I have a two phone. This is phone for phone calls and uh, talk, and this is phone only for my content. So uh, when I'm in Egypt. You know, not every time uh, you can post anything you want because we have a very huge uh, rocket attack and that, uh, yeah. So in this moment, one week, maybe there is no post. But my phone, this phone, full of performance from Egypt. I have content till 2050, maybe, inshallah. So when I need it, when I feel it, that it's on time, I can post it. But here, what you can do, you can dance uh, private for your friends. Um, but this is the maximum. Here, you can find the stage. You cannot find the uh, decoration. You cannot find people who will come to your performance. This is impossible. You cannot find belly dance in a restaurant. Uh, you cannot go to the gym and uh, promote like the, the really... You cannot put the suit and really dance, you know, like it's always a little bit different. We talked that your decision to come back on stage, it was first dictated by practical uh, need. Like, okay, I need work, I can do, I perform. But yeah. do you feel heaviness or regret about it? Or did you find uh, um, another, you know, like source of sparkle and satisfaction now for you because before you had a decision that okay I'm switching to teaching and now you're back on stage from practical reason first but how do you approach it now did did something shift in your approach to you being on stage right now maybe before my ego went too much up and I told myself I did everything in belly dance career I did movie, I did video, uh, TV show, my my own TV show in Ukraine. I had it before. Like, I I told myself I did everything. But after I understand that something missed. I cannot share this <laughs> because I plan to do it in the future and uh, it needs a lot of preparation. So all work I, I do now it's uh, for one very big mission, which I wanna reach uh, maybe maybe after one year, maybe faster. Like I see that I cannot tell I did everything in my dancing career if I don't finish my uh, next project. Mm -hmm. So. If everything will be good and I can make it and stand it because it's financially very expensive and uh, physically and need a lot of uh, inspiration and time for preparation. And I will be happy with that because I, I didn't regret because I think my mission was come back to do this what I dream for again, again. Wow. This what 
moves us uh, also also about the the young dancers when you dance you collect money maybe also you forget a little bit like what you want what you wish for because everyday routine i start to dance and for me it starts to be very normal but no belly dance it's not very normal it's difficult it's need time it's need talent to hear the music connect with band ta 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 and in that moment it starts to be so normal that i do it like i walk in the street in the end no so when i forgot it i start to not understand what i want in future but then when i stay home um when i separated from stage i understand no there is something more what i can do and then i will see hmm. what another i want <laughs> that sounds really intriguing i hope i i i talk the the way people can understand me yeah yeah, absolutely, Maybe. absolutely. <laughs> well, you definitely intrigued us. <laughs> you definitely intrigued us to keep an eye and follow your uh, adventures throughout one next one, two years for sure, whatever that project is. I wish you good luck with it. You do sound very inspired and uh, sparkled from inside uh, for it. So I wish you good luck for yourself. And I am pretty sure it will be very interesting and cool for dancers and for dance community to at least to follow whatever it is i don't know what this project is related to so i am curious to see in a year or two when, or even faster if you do it and put it together so good luck with that thank you but i'm also curious to ask um how right now do you approach your own dance practice from the angle of pushing yourself to explore something new because you just were talking like oh you felt like you you kind of stuck in the same box like okay it's the same movements it's the same style I feel like I did everything in the performance or in career but if you're talking about dance specifically like physical dance training how do you approach your own training to help yourself to to get to something new to to grow even even if you have that feel like oh maybe there is no much space to grow anymore <laughs> yeah that's a good question um uh, usually mm, when i teach i record myself and uh, my student uh, get these videos so for example i can choose for myself um uh, moves which i like more i can use it more and put it in different combination, configuration, and uh, change it uh, maybe to extend or uh, make it in another uh, level or, or, or. This number one, because I can see myself uh, a lot. I, I, I watch myself and uh, I criticize myself that, for example, this you need to make better and so so this number one number two uh i have uh, my favorite uh, performer but uh, it's a teachers it's a young dancers i watch them i will not say the names <laughs> but uh, i have i open and i watch these people uh and i see oh my god this lady makes so beautiful hands 
uh, this lady has very nice sta stage presence. Yeah, she's moving so good. And I feel like because I practice in the same spot at home uh, or small, uh, I forgot to move. This reminds me and helps me to uh, make my performance different. And about the new, the fresh and the most nice moves, these moves born on stage. When I am in a dancing euphoria, I don't know if I can say this word, and in the moment when I am more close to the end of my performance, my body feels tired, the people feels extremely crazy, I do something not expectable from my body and from uh, myself, and of course it's recorded, and then I can see it as Oh my God, it's me. How do I do that? I need to remember. So I have these moves exactly on stage. The best moves which knew from for me was created on stage. Just I need to collect it and, uh, for example, make workshop of the best move of mm -hmm. Yeah, this way uh, I will grow. Of course, the body possibilities. Body possibilities for me now, it's a yoga because I teach a lot. Uh, my uh, my muscles are very thankful. Like, you know, some people need to go to the gym. Thanks God, thanks God. I'm not complaining a lot. But if I go to the gym two days, my muscles reshape very fast. And my food is very clean. So for now, I need more flexibility uh, to make maybe some new move I want. So I do yoga. Mm -hmm. I extend a class for myself. And it's I think this is the one activity which will not ruin belly dance. It will help belly dance. Because, for example, if you do belly dance and Latin dance, difficult. If you do belly dance and other kind of uh, maybe Zumba, you will be too crazy. But yoga, I feel, gives you more um, flexibility and feminine. This what I miss because sometimes I have too much power and I go as a tank, you know. <laughs> I, I know myself. So sometimes I watch my dance. I thought, please, please take it easy. Be tired. Sometimes I like my dance when I'm tired. I like more watch myself. But <laughs> when I have this power, I sleep enough and eat well. Sometimes I said, oh my God, you need to go work to the factory, you know. I have this, yeah, I know. So basically your creativity secret is tired body and uh, uh, high extreme emotions. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking about your first comment about watching your own videos, how does it happen on practice? Do you have, like, I don't know, dedicated time, let's say, okay, on Wednesday's evening I take videos and watch and analyze them, or does it happen, like, more on the flow? Like, do you have any routine regarding when you actually analyze the, the videos? Very big thanks to Egyptian singers, which create such a beautiful songs almost every two weeks. New song came, I want to practice. That's it. I want to create combination on every new songs. So I stay and I dance this song maybe 10 times till I didn't get to the moment uh, which I like 
which I like. So mm -hmm. uh, the motivation is a new song. It's came, I feel, oh my God, I need to do it. That's mm -hmm. it. That's but it. That, that, that's for creation of video. I'm talking about you watching your videos from performance or from practice. Like, do you watch, I don't know, if you practice and you record yourself, do you watch immediately or you dance, 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 and then maybe later you watch the video? How does it work for you? In aeroplane, I watch a lot. In ah. aeroplane, for example, yeah. I, I don't watch immediately. Uh, I can, if I have opportunity to post something, I can take a piece and post something. And then, because it's a lot of video, when uh, I sit in um, airport or aeroplane, I can watch and see what I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As well, I see mistakes. I I see the moves which I don't need to do till mm -hmm. now. I see. Well, but that's a cool uh, thing to use airplane, uh, air flight time for those who travel a lot, especially and move from from one country to another because it's kind of like okay, you can have focused time. You don't need to have internet because it's already on your phone, and you can just analyze yeah. and see and do a plan for your next. Uh, training i don't know sessions for a week months or so whenever like it is yeah i also want to touch uh based on the topic of nutrition because you talked about it uh several times already mentioned and i know that our listeners are super curious about your lifestyle and uh, fitness and health uh, tips it's probably one of the hot topics that you receive in your dms all the time like how you stay in shape etc but you talked about very important nuance and aspect of nutrition that you think about nutrition as your power source for your career yeah. what exactly do you mean by that and how exactly it influences on practice what you eat, how much you eat, uh, when you eat, etc. Mm -hmm. um, for the period of time when I live in Egypt from 2015 till uh, 20s, I was pescatarian. I eat only fish. And it helps me to stay light. Uh, I mean, the fish was my, my main dish. Uh, not chicken, not meat. Uh, vegetables, fruits, um, any other dry fruits. So this is, was my first experience. Then when I moved to Ukraine, um, I didn't find very good quality of fish and I need to um, uh, recheck my um, daily uh, food uh, plan. And uh, I started to spend uh, a lot of time in supermarkets. And I was searching about super food, how I can create my own dish, how I can create it very fast and um, how I can take away because it's very important to have it with you. So uh, in my in Ukraine, at my home, you can find a collection of different flour. You can find all kinds of flour. You can find sugar, but it will be cinnamon sugar, um, coconut sugar. You can find any kind of um, um, uh, dry food, and that that so that that moment, uh, I I mix it up. I find um, also I I did every day the, the same drink with uh, uh, balach and. Uh, 
coconut milk and honey. It was the, the super drink. If I drink this, I don't want it all day. So you mean in Ukraine or in Egypt? In Ukraine. In Ukraine. What, after what was the first ingredient I didn't get? And bala, you said? Dates. dates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dates. So um what is a food for me? It's something which build your body because uh as a performer, um I I feel that you need to have uh, like the belly dance for me has some kind of needs. Yeah, you need to have a waist and when you eat not right, the waist will disappear. So me, I always have big problem with waist because this is the 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 my the weakest part. But because I'm very tough with myself, I have abs. <laughs> This is very strange, but this is the first part which uh, gain fat. So for me, the food is uh, what you eat. This is you are. Uh, the food need give me power and need build my body the way I see myself, the way I want to be. Mm. Uh, also, I uh, have uh, this uh, kind of. Uh, imagination about intuition i use my intuition to eat because someday i wake up and i feel my skin dry or my ha my my hair start to be dry so i will include more fish i will drink more water uh, like i see myself uh, what i need for example today i wake up i notice that my body uh was a little bit like I have a water, yeah. So it's mean yesterday I don't need to eat at nine o'clock. My last dish should be at six. Then, because if you eat at nine, you cannot digest. You wake up and you will be a little bit, you know, bloated. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I, you need to know your body. Maybe for some people, sneakers will not be so bad as for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't say the sneakers is something wow, but maybe. Maybe for some people, coffee will will really give energy. But for other people, coffee will not give energy. So you need total know your, um, your body needs. That's why now I have the same products in my refrigerator and out of. It's the same products. I wake up and one week, I know what I'm going to eat every day. Mm. It's very easy, very economical, nice. And uh, you don't have a waste. So you are what you eat. You need to eat what you feel. <laughs> what do you consider today from your diet as uh, the most you know, um, powerful energy, uh, like based uh, products in your diet that you know, like, oh, this is superfoods. They will give me the most like power. They will energize me to dance, to do my day. What do you consider? Like maybe a couple products that you feel like you have to have on a regular basis for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. One more note. I tell you, your food should be very simple. If you eat potato, you need to see it's potato. You don't need to think, oh my God, what is that? You know, like you go to a restaurant, you don't know what kind of ingredients. So I prefer to know what I'm eating and it's 
very separate. So for me, the best is, uh, of course, now, now I eat chicken. I eat chicken because um, I spend more, I feel more energy than before. And I know amount of protein which I need. And I take this protein from uh, Jibna Arish, from chicken and from walnuts. Walnuts, I put to the water for one day and only next day I eat it. Mm. Also, uh, backwet, backwit, backwit. backwit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here in Doha, now we are very, um, because there is no choice, we start to make uh, this Ukrainian style fermented cabbage. Yeah, it's a vitamin C and uh, just a source of... Uh, vitamins uh, especially uh, winter time because here we have and for me all fruits and vegetables looks very beautiful here in Doha too beautiful that I can't believe it's natural so uh, I eat very very limited uh, amount of fruits and vegetables and mm. uh, I like dry teen dry dates dry apricots <laughs> and uh, and avocado, I think it's uh, too much. Let's let's say top five. Let's say top five. Uh, potato, uh, fish, uh, chicken, uh, dry dry uh, fruits and uh, and nuts. And uh, let's say yeah, let's say avocado. Two questions. First, you mm -hmm. mentioned that you put walnuts in water to soak in water for a day, and. Yeah. I'm sure many people right now are like, what? Why? What for? <laughs> uh, because, first of all, it's very dirty. And there is one ingredient, which I don't know how to ca call it in English. Like the, the something is, because I heard from many proper nutrition experts that the skin of uh, walnuts has something which is not uh, good for us. And mm. it's toxic uh, product are left walnuts when it's in the water yeah i i know that some products uh that kind of like um helps like they change the structure and it, it helps to digest better like afterwards but i was curious like specifically about walnuts with your experience and second i would love to ask if you will be open uh to share a recipe of how you do this fermented cabbage Ah, so people maybe can incorporate and try at home too. Yeah, let's try. It's it's very easy to be honest. I have a mix of cabbage and carrot, um, very tiny cut. I mash it a little bit, then I start to put it in the bottle, like uh, I put like two three centimeter, and then I put a little bit of salt. Put another. Um, Again, salt, another, another, till the bottle will be full. I leave it for one day. If I see there is not enough of uh, juice, I can put a room temperature water um, to, to cover a little bit and then wait again. And uh, next day it will be ready, like two days and it's ready, yeah. So you wait like about two days, basically. Two days, sometimes three days. But in Doha, the atmosphere is little bit different so all products here are 
live different life, not the same in Ukraine. Like we have an apple one year, you know, here in Doha, you can have apple three days only. Yeah, like just uh, listening to your recipe at, and the special combination of cabbage and carrot just reminded me so much of when you go to Ukraine to markets and so many on the street market, so many grandmas sell their homemade salads and this specific like cabbage and carrot, it's one of my favorite. In Ukraine, I go to place in front of Metro. I do, I buy I have my own uh, places where is uh, like kind of grandma from farm are selling. Uh-huh. Very nice. Uh, the, the, she sells this with the ground. It's it's very dirty, very nice when you wash it. It has not right shape, but it's very healthy. I you mean the one. cabbage itself? Cabbage, potato. Yeah. Uh, it's It's more healthy, yeah. Yeah, but it's very common already for those same grandmas to also sell already made salads, already made fermented ingredients and fermented cabbages. So yeah, it yeah, gave yeah. me one of the salads that it was one of the favorites. Okay, I think I, I will be making it this week. <laughs> you inspired me and you reminded me about it because it's very easy to make. You just need to like shred the ingredients and wait for a while. Uh, and it's very good for digestion system. Yeah, yeah. So, it's very yeah. good. Yeah, and it can uh, make any your dish better. Like if you have potato or if you have in sausage, halas, it's ready to eat. You know, <laughs> to create more. Yeah. Well, um, coming back to your uh, dance activities, uh, how do you feel uh, now? Uh, you mentioned that you have one project in your mind that you're working and it's a long-term project that you were inspired to pursue and to put in reality. But uh, where is your main focus in teaching activities right now? Do you focus uh, mostly online? Do you focus mostly in person as a variety of like... Uh, one-time events here and there and uh, um, what are your current maybe teaching projects that you would like uh, people to know about and maybe forward them okay go and take a look because this is cool <laughs> yeah I'm a little bit less active uh, about online because I really really travel a lot these days and I do uh, one-time uh, uh, workshops in different uh, countries uh, for me, online need um, a little bit more concentration and power because I feel when I have no power, I cannot make people to work with me. So for online, I need to put makeup. I need to make my place very beautiful. I need to have this favorite song and dance with the people to make them feel this power. So for me, on online... Uh, take more than offline teaching i'm 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 like a, my niece she make a fun of me because it's like like this for this moment and i feel a little bit guilty in front of these people because they ask me about choreographies uh, i have a course which name uh, level up um it's uh, uh, include a basic technique and uh, small combinations i have a sunrise workout it's a nice workout for the morning, which include um, which include uh, muscles practice and a little bit of stretching uh, and balance, and and I have a super combos. But people wait from me uh, choreographies. 
I promise I will do this in the future. Um, what I wish for, I wish about retreats. Oh. This very, uh, very famous in yoga festival. Now I start to attend uh, these festivals and I love it. This I wish to make for belly dance. Mm, and, uh, and, and, and. But I highly recommend for people to check uh, your courses that already exist because I know that they were very interesting with different combos and you have a lot of very cute uh, uh, tips on uh, like uh, technique tips or movement tips and mm -hmm. especially your combination of like some fitness elements and stretching elements for belly dancers that is very, very useful and watching your own journey in lifestyle and nutrition and body care, it's very inspiring and you're definitely the person who has a lot to share about this. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, I am not very active in social media these days. And I must share. I have a lot of comments uh, with uh, highly recommendation. Please make the belly move. Make this, make this. And me, I, because I feel maybe I'm not too much professional shoot, uh, not too much professional explanation. I want to do it better. That's why I extend this time of preparation and this is wrong you need to wake up and do it the way how it is and not make this you know like what i see now now by myself i want to see real personality i don't want to see filters i don't want to see too much cut i think is the best the best way to shoot and explode it now in the moment mm -hmm. this is what we should yeah that's so true. Like, as they say, perfect is enemy of good. And good is uh, better than not done. <laughs> or yeah, done yeah, is yeah. better than perfect or whatever, whatever they, it is said. Um, well, good luck is uh, pushing through that realm of your activities too. And uh, um, I also want to ask, where can people find all those videos and tutorials that already exist? And what is the best way for them to connect with you if they have any other questions about your classes, uh, uh, maybe some event requests, uh, uh, and just to follow and uh, see how your dance journey and dance experiments uh, evolve uh, uh, in the nearest future. <laughs> do, 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 do. Time for promotion. Absolutely. Go for it. <laughs> so... Uh, on my Instagram page, you can find uh, my uh, Gmail. I'm very active in my Gmail, more uh, than uh, my um, Instagram, because some question I cannot find and some uh, request I cannot. I cannot see it. Also, we have a WhatsApp number. Mm -hmm. And uh, about my performance, I just post everything on my Instagram. So it's very easy. So basically, Instagram is the place to go. <laughs> Yeah, Instagram is the place to go. My Facebook page was hacked by Indian people. But I will... <laughs> Hopefully restore it in the future. <laughs> okay, I let them to, to, to use it a little bit. But in like one more month and then I will take it back. <laughs> okay, well, good to know. Facebook right now, as of this moment, is not really the place to contact Ali. If you actually want to contact Ali, Instagram is bad. And I will include link to your Instagram uh, page in the uh, show notes to the episode. So for everyone who's listening, you can just go there, click and uh, get uh, 
uh, directly to Allah's actual page and not someone else's page, <laughs> pretending to be Allah. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, as for uh, our closing question, Actually, before that, I want to thank you so much for taking this time to be with us and to share your awesomeness and to share your uh, dance uh, experience, dance journey, and to be open to talk about so many different, you know, ups and downs that are happening uh, right now, it was happening in the recent uh, past. So thank you so much for sharing this time with you and sharing your uh, insights into your dance life. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for such a deep interview <laughs> and uh, take everything from me, you know, like make me relax. Well, that's good. We took a lot, but hopefully you relaxed a little bit. And now a call, um, spread call for all our listeners. We need to give back to Allah everything that you took from her. So don't forget to share, post, uh, reach out to Allah to, to see what um, what you got out of this interview and uh, how you liked it. <laughs> that's always, it's always good to hear back from, from our guests. And I would... We're very happy to um, hear once again your answer to our traditional question, which you answered five years ago. But I'm really, really curious to see what your answer will be now. And it doesn't need to be the same or it doesn't need to be different if it's going to be the same. It's just interesting. You need how... to remember. I will, of course. Uh, but we have a traditional question, which I ask at the end of every interview, regardless of what we talk during conversation. And the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years? Uh, the first point is the music. Uh, because uh, before I start dance, I uh, get in love with the music and uh, the possibility to... Uh, let yourself and improvise uh, with this music because not uh, like every day, every dance gives you this opportunity. And uh, the second is that belly dance helps me to, uh, to create uh, my, uh, my body of my dream and uh, because of belly dance, uh, I am still, by the way, I am almost 39, <laughs> very active, um, looking, uh, feeling ex uh, inspired and have so many uh, dreams till now. Like belly dance helps me to stay a, a little child, I think so, as well. So... This what I wish to all ladies. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online. Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimming and keep dancing.